As you've probably heard by now, we've teamed up with BetMGM this season. We'll be using BetMGM lines to make all of our picks, and we'll have special offers for our listeners each week. If you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC, and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager with BetMGM. Here's how it works. Download the BetMGM app and sign up using bonus code THEATHLETIC. Make your first deposit of at least $10, place your first bet on any game, and claim your voucher for a one-year subscription to The Athletic. See BetMGM.com for terms. U.S. promotional offers not available in D.C., Mississippi, New York, Nevada, Ontario, or Puerto Rico. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Available in the U.S. Call 877-8-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY 467-369 in New York. Call 1-800-NEXT-STEP in Arizona. 1-800-327-5050 in Massachusetts. 1-800-BETS-OFF in Iowa. 1-800-270-7117 for confidential help in Michigan. 1-800-981-0023 in Puerto Rico. First bet offer for new customers only in partnership with Kansas Crossing Casino and Hotel. Don't forget, if you haven't signed up for BetMGM yet, use bonus code THEATHLETIC and you'll get a one-year subscription to The Athletic, plus up to a $1,500 first bet offer on your first wager. Welcome to No Bunts, the podcast for the casual baseball fan here on the Athletic Baseball Show. I'm J.E. Skeets here in studio, filling in for our guy Tass Mellis, and with me making the magic happen, super producer J.D. Hello. There he is. And my co-host, a guy I've known for 25 years. His body is in Taiwan, but his heart is always in Stratford, Ontario. It's my good friend, Joel McMillan. What's up, Joel? What is going on, J.E. Skeets? Rams radio is on the air. (laughs) Yeah, I got my Rams athletics t-shirt on. This is our uh, high school that Joel and I went to in Stratford, Ontario. I think my sister gave this to me, and it somehow is big on me. Yeah, I don't understand. Uh, What's going on, man? How are you? I'm yeah, I'm doing well. It's good. It's good to be back. You know, uh, it's crazy to be doing this with you. I mean, I wish it were under better circumstances, but uh, yeah, I'm excited to chop it up with baseball. We've been to a couple games. We've talked our fair share of baseball. So this will be fun. I'm looking forward to it. Yeah. For those that don't know, uh, our, our good friend, obviously co-host here on No Bunts with Joel, Tass was, uh, he was struck by a vehicle outside of the Braves stadium a couple weeks ago. A severe injury. He uh, suffered a fractured skull, fracture to his face, a lot of um, brain bleeds. Now, thankfully, he's alive and he's recovering quite well, like incredibly well. They've already moved him, uh, doctors have, to an uh, inpatient rehab facility, which is great. So he's going to be out of commission here for a little bit. But we figured, uh, keep the show going, you know, bring me out of the pen. You know, I'm a righty. Joel, you know I throw hard, but I throw wild. You do. Yeah. So I'll try my best to uh, fill Tass's big cleats here. Um, Tass knows a lot about baseball. I do not, but thankfully we have Joel here. And you said it, Joel, we've been to baseball games before together. In fact, we went to like one of the final games in Tigers Stadium when we uh, were dyeing our hair you know, bleach blonde. Um, (laughs) But there we are. That's, that's me on the right in glasses and a Houston Jersey. Okay. Weird. And then Joel and his brother, Ryan. So yeah. What do you remember this? I, they played the Jays. Did they? Yeah. I'm pretty sure. Yeah. I'm a hundred percent 
positive day. They played the Blue Jays that day. Yeah, it was one of the last games at Tiger Stadium. It was on a Sunday afternoon. And yeah, I remember dad drove us down. I think he's the one that took this photo. And uh, yeah, it was cool. And now they're playing at Comerica, but glad we got to do this. And like you said, we've been to a couple games. We did a ballpark tour. We've been to a couple games in Atlanta. So yeah. we have a history with baseball. I really don't remember us taking a photo on the field. I don't remember sort of either. Blew yeah, my mind. I don't recall that at all. Yeah, <laughs> like you said, it looks like we're on the mound. Did we throw a couple innings that day in Tigers? <laughs> we might have. It's been a long time. I don't remember. <laughs> yeah, I do. One thing I do remember. So weird now when I think back. Like you said, it was like it was like the sixth or seventh final game of Tiger Stadium before they mm-hmm. tore it down, and I remember like ripping off like the cover of like a plug socket. Because I was like, I'm going to keep this. <laughs> Why? I don't know. I kept it for like 20 years. And then I finally got rid of it. But uh, yeah, wow. there was like, you know, people were like taking things from the yeah. stadium. You know, like, you know, Just stuff. stripping whatever they could get their hands on. Yeah. Yeah. So I had that weird like cover for a plug, but uh, no longer <laughs> have it. Anyway. So yeah, I will try my best here. Joel's going to do the uh, heavy lifting. Uh, we're get, we got some fun sort of segments and topics to get to. But yesterday, Joel, we had the four wildcard series start. Uh, on Tuesday there, we had the Rangers, the Twins, the Diamondbacks, and the Phillies all picking up Game 1 wins. Uh, I guess a simple question for you. Was there any big surprises or your favorite moments from yesterday's start to the wildcard series? Um, not not really too many surprises. I want to say things went to script for the most part. Um, you know, Jay's offense sputtered. <laughs> Philly looked the part. Um, I was surprised with Arizona kind of stealing a win there in game one. I think that's huge. I mean, with this best of three, all three games on the road, I mean, you don't have home field advantage. So it's not like, oh, well, we stole game one. Yeah. You're playing all three games there. But still, I mean, Arizona, like winning the first game, that puts all the pressure on Milwaukee now too. Arizona's kind of been sneaky good all year. They've kind of flown under the radar. So I wouldn't say any big surprises. Tampa looked slow. They Tampa just looked out of sorts. Um, I still think they're the better team. But again, like a best of three, like Texas has to win one more game and they've got two chances. All the pressure is on Tampa, too. You know, they can't really blow it. I feel they've got a lot of pressure going into this. They had a great season. This is their fifth consecutive postseason. They don't really have much to show for it other than a 2020 World Series appearance. So, you know, they need to get out of this round, too. So I'm not really too worried about Tampa Bay, though. But I think things went mostly to script. But, yeah, Texas winning, you know, I figured they would win one game but yeah. not necessarily game one. Yeah. Uh, speaking of Tampa there, I did see that uh, they only drew 19,700 yeah. plus, uh, the lowest postseason total in a non-COVID year since 1919, Joel. We're talking only 19,000 people in a postseason baseball game. I mean, I don't know if it'll be better here for game two on Wednesday, but – that's rough. Like these other ones are like, you know, 30,000 plus 40,000 plus. I think the Philly, right. like it's this, I know, I know that's always been an issue there uh, in, in Petersburg, but wow, that's, that's really rough. St. Pete. What is it? Petersburg? Yeah. yeah. I forget what it's called. Saint, yeah. St. Saint Petersburg. Yeah. yeah that's think. it. I forgot the uh, Saint. Yeah. Yeah. St. Petersburg. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Great, great news. We're coming after the announce or coming off the announcement a couple of weeks ago that they're building a new stadium. Um, but, yeah, I mean, there's no excuse for that. I mean, man, get yourself to a playoff game. It's playoff baseball. It's amazing. You know, 19,000, they, you know, the Rays deserve better than that, man. They've 
got an exciting product to watch. I just don't get it. Yeah. Uh, and I, I promise we won't make this a Blue Jays podcast here, but uh, Minnesota did oh. get the 3-1 victory over our Jays. It was Minnesota's, their franchise's, first playoff victory since 2004. I saw this graphic. I was watching this game, Tass, or uh, Joel. I could not believe that the Twins had lost 18 consecutive postseason games. Despite yeah. winning the American League Central like five times during that spin, I thought I was like, "This yeah. can't be right. This graphic must be wrong." Uh, but no, it was right, and they got their first one over uh, a Jays team that, like you said, uh, the bats are asleep. Uh, they they like the Twins. I'll be honest, like we're letting them hang around, and uh, oh yeah, just the Jays could never capitalize. Yeah, you know, like I said, I we talked about it before. I just don't want to get into it. I'm just going to get so angry and sad. But yeah, the story of 162 games, great pitching. And then the offense just totally lets them down. Like you said, that Vladdy had that leadoff double. I was like, oh, here we go. They've got a lot of come from behind victories this year. They're going to do it. You just, I feel like for 163 games now, I'm like, okay, they're going to turn the corner. This is, they're going to do it now. And it just never happens. Yeah. I don't know. I'm waiting for something that's never going to happen. I mean, Barrios, like, let's see today. I hope he has a better game, but I, Skeet just kills me to say it, but I was talking about this with our mutual friend, Corey. I'm almost emotionless when I watch this team now, and I, that kills me to say, but, I mean, I almost expected this in a way. Yeah. Um, it's frustrating to say that. It's sad to admit that, but it's just how it's been all year. Like, even when they lost, I was like, eh, okay. Well, I mean, I hope they win tomorrow, but if they lose, I'm like, this is as good as they are this year. So I'm not really going to get too upset about it. It feels like uh, at least my Twitter followers, X followers, whatever, people that are, are Jays fans and watching the games all year, the exact sentiment that you have there. It's like everybody just like is so over this Blue Jays team. They've disappointed all season long. I saw people saying like yesterday's loss to the Twins was like, They've done that basically 50 or 60 times this year, like that type yep. of game, great pitching, you know, maybe a big hit here, and you're like, here we go, and then it's like one, two, three, oh, innings over, and it's like, oh, yeah, rough. I thought the Twins, I mean, again, I don't watch a ton of baseball. I thought they played a great game, some beautiful plays in the outfield. Uh, their center fielder, uh, is it Taylor? He had a great catch in the second. Then he took one sort of away at the wall, uh, which, you know, a foot higher, and that game is tied. I think the Jays had a couple runners on base. So they played a great game. Mm. And, again, I just can't believe that streak, Joel, of uh, it's over yeah. now. But um, it, that's, yeah. that is insane in baseball, too. That's the That just seems perplexing yeah. to me. And I think what even compounds that is, if I'm not mistaken, the Yankees – account for a significant amount of those losses too. Like they've, I think they've come up against the Yankees at least two or three times, you know, during this crazy losing streak of the Yankees just sweep them every time. Yeah. It's a, it's an unbelievable streak, but you know, that's why I've got the, uh, the old Hubert Humphrey uh, here behind <laughs> me. I wanted to pay homage to our uh, friends in Minnesota here. No hard feelings, but uh, yeah, you know, good for them, you know, and uh, hopefully they have a good series, but let's go Jays with the saddest noises possible. <laughs> Let's go, Jays. Let's give us the saddest hum now of all time. Hum oh, no. now. Um, all right, well, let's move off of the wild card series. They're obviously going on later today. We'll see uh, if any of these teams can at least tie it up 1-1. But let's get to fair or foul, the postseason edition. I got some big questions for my guy Joel here, and he's going to say whether or not they're fair or foul. It's just like true or false, really. Um, so the first one here, Joel, I can jump right into it. 
Now, you might be a little biased here asking you this, but mm-hmm. of the four major sports, baseball has the most exciting playoffs. Fair or foul, Joel? Fair ball. Um, <laughs> no, I, of course, yeah, that was that was coming. But I tried to be as objective as possible, so I made a couple points. Okay. I The reason I think the baseball players are the most exciting is just how wildly unpredictable they are. And I I like that. Uh, I mean, I, I like sports in general. I mean, obviously huge baseball fan, but I kind of feel again, like I could be completely off base, but with the other playoffs, I kind of feel you're like, ah, this team's like 80% chance they're going to be in the semifinals or finals. Yeah. I feel like it's easier to kind of pick winners in the other leagues. Whereas with baseball, I mean, yeah, Atlanta had the best record, but I mean, if Atlanta didn't win the World Series this year, would I be shocked? Absolutely not. Right. Um, it's I just like how it's completely unpredictable. And in terms of like teams that wa- that had the best record and won the World Series, it hasn't happened a lot. And going back thirty years, it's only happened six times seven if you want to count the Dodgers. So oh. just because a team gets that top seed, they're certainly not guaranteed of anything. I like the drama. I like how it builds. I like how pitch after pitch, like that just makes it unique. And when that big moment does happen, people just kind of come unglued. And I also like, and I feel this is what separates baseball too from some of the other sports is that guys who are average or even really not that good can just have like a crazy good series. Mm -hmm and go off and can carry a team to uh, a World Series. For example, last year, rookie Jeremy Pena won World Series MVP. Pat Borders in 92. Steve Pierce was a journeyman player. He played for a bunch of teams in the AL East. He won World Series MVP. So guy, like no-name guys can step up and have huge series. And I feel like in basketball, football, and ice hockey the stars kind of always carry the moment and i don't want to say that's a bad thing but you just don't see those lesser known guys i feel like they don't have those moments as often as they would uh in baseball but i and i also like the length of the playoffs baseball playoffs are about four weeks roughly i feel that's a perfect time like there's always a game on with ice hockey with nba like it's almost two months yeah yeah like i get it but like that's got to keep my interest for a long time i feel like one month is kind of the perfect length for a playoff format so yeah maybe i'm being a bit biased but skeets i'm curious to see like you're the casual baseball fan i'm sure you've got some thoughts on this yeah i think uh your points are all fair um i, I sort of agree like you you said it here my favorite thing about the baseball postseason is just the drama of obviously the pitcher versus the hitter. And when it's like, you know, it's a tie game and it's like, oh my God, it's just like every pitch, you know, maybe not yesterday's wildcard games. I'll admit, like I was watching a lot of them. I watched a lot of the Jays game um, and they were like, you know, nothing was all that crazy. But as we move forward here and as we get into the series that really matter, you get into those just high mm-hmm. intensity moments and everybody's standing and everybody's like chewing on their hat. And it's like, that is very entertaining television. So I get you. And I agree with that. Also, it is ironic, you know, this, this baseball season, that's uh, 162 games. It feels like it takes forever at times. It's a great point that you made about the postseason's actually like, it's a month. It's like, you know, it's basically, yeah. uh, it's, it's the month of October, really. I know it can like sort of, uh, you know, uh, trickle over into November at times now, but that's it. And that's great where a lot of these other ones, you know, especially the, the, the NBA that I cover, it's like a whole second season. 
It really is. It's like, you know, yeah. it's like two and a half months uh, from, from the start of it to the end of it. So, yeah, it's uh, it's very, very exciting. I, I'm uh, not even as a huge baseball fan, I have to admit, um, that uh, it might be. It might be for all the reasons that you mentioned. Uh, moving on, sort of goes hand in hand, I think, with that first one. Joel, fair or foul, baseball is the hardest sport to bet on when it comes to picking a champion. I- I'm going to assume you're going to say fair here because of the points you just made for the first one. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, there's, there's, there's obviously some additional stuff as well, but yeah, like it's just, it's a total crapshoot, but I actually did some research on this and yeah. there were several websites and articles that kind of like corroborated my thinking. And it was like, yeah, baseball definitely is the hardest sport, especially like in the postseason, because the postseason is a month long. And basically if you're one of the 12 teams to qualify for it, I feel you're good enough to win it. All you need to do is basically get hot for like three to four weeks. And and that can get you through any of those teams can do that. So like to sit there and pick a winner at the beginning, like, I mean, the smart money's on Atlanta, but like I said, I, I, I wouldn't be surprised at all. It's just, there's just too many factors that go into it. Like guys get hurt. You know, if a pitcher goes down, like there's just like, a pitcher has an off game. It's the law of averages too. Like if a pitcher has 10 great games, he's due for a bad one. And that 11th game might just come in the playoffs at the worst time. And, you know, like there's just all these things you need to evaluate. So I don't know. I'm not really a a betting man, but like being a baseball fan of my limited knowledge of betting, I would not even be close. I feel like with picking a winner, Mm -hmm. like it would just be like, it would be pure luck if I got it right. Yeah, I actually uh, fired up uh, BetMGM to see the odds for the World Series, mm. uh, you know, winners here eventually. Braves, as you said, they're the favorites, but they're only plus 300. And then the Astros and Dodgers, plus 450. Orioles, plus 650. And then, I think this speaks to your point, it's like five or six teams here where the Twins, the Rangers, the Phillies, the Brewers, it's like anywhere from plus 1,100 to plus 2,000. So even Vegas is like, you know, yeah. The Braves look like the best team. Uh, you know, they've won a World Series recently. Obviously, the Astros are always in the mix. Yeah, sure, and the Dodgers, they're the favorites, but, pff, you know, mm-hmm. the Orioles, I know they're a great team. They won 100 games, like, plus 650. That seems like actually, like, you know, nothing is a good bet, but, you know, that's not brutal odds for a team that won a bunch of games. Yeah, and also, too, Phil, or sorry, excuse to that point, like, since since they introduced the, the wild card in 1995, so... There's like during that time, 14 wildcard teams have made it to the World Series. Hmm. Like that's that's almost half of of the playoffs since then. So like just trying to bet on a winner, like the wildcard teams, like could any of them get to the World Series this year? To me, absolutely. Like I think Philly's going to win. Like they're a wildcard team. They're my pick. So but again, I mean, that just complicates it even more, because if you look at the other sports, you know, with wild cards or lower seeds, Typically, like I would never factor them into winning, like to winning a championship. Like if it's NBA or like if it's NFL, I'm not picking one of the lower seeds to win the championship. I feel the odds are very low. I feel like I would just be throwing away money. Whereas like I could put my money on a five seed in baseball and that team could absolutely hit and win. And it it, it wouldn't be like that big of a surprise. No, I agree. I mean, just like we just saw in the NBA season, the Miami heat, they're in the play in tournament. That's sort of the wild card version of the NBA. You know, they lose their first game, they win their second one. And then they upset 
the Milwaukee Bucks in a 1-8 matchup. That's just very, very rare. And then they go right. all the way to the finals, even more rare. They obviously lose to the Nuggets, uh, who were, of course, uh, one of the better teams in the West. But, yeah, you're right. It's pretty rare. I know, like, in hockey, a goalie can get hot um, and sort of carry a team. I think we have seen some pretty lower seeds uh, over the last 20 years, you know, either win the cup or make it far. But uh, it feels more likely, you're right, these wildcard teams in baseball. It's like this baseball is like this. Maybe it's because the rhythm of the game and it's like you are playing almost every day, like, if the mm-hmm. team finds a, their mojo and they just find a groove and the bats come alive and everybody, there's like the vibes seem very important in baseball uh, for whatever reason for sure. that you can sort of go up and down like a roller coaster. So if you catch it at the right time, yeah, you can uh, win the World Series. All right, next one here. You uh, brought up those wild cards. Um, fair or foul, Joel? MLB needs to shed divisional seating and just rank the top six teams based on record. Uh, and maybe you even want to explain for the casual baseball fan out there, sort of like how we have this set up right now. Cause I believe this is the second year where we have these six teams that make it in each league. You get the two buys for the division winners. And then we all get these wildcard series. Um, but what do you think? Yeah. So the top two division winners in each league get a first round buy uh, and home field advantage uh, for the uh, division series. Um, and then, yeah, so the first one, it's a best of three, all three games are, are played on the road. Mm-hmm. Um, but you know, to answer this question here, yes, I think this is fair. Absolutely. This year Skeets, Minnesota twins, uh, they have an inferior record. So Toronto, Texas, and Tampa Bay all have a better record than Minnesota. So I feel that like those team Tampa Bay, not because they still have home field advantage as the four seed. But, you know, Texas and Toronto kind of get punished. I feel you're not incentivizing winning if you're going to give a division team an automatic third seed based on record. I think they just need to do away with that. Um, Last year, there was only one uh, wildcard team with a better record. The Mets had 101 wins. The Cardinals won the Central with 93. So one, I'm like, eh, I think it's palatable, but I mean, already in year two, you've got three teams better than a division leader. I think that needs to change. And really, I mean, maybe this is a bit too radical, but just kind of get rid of the divisions in general. You can still like, for example, you can still play the same amount of divisional games just because they're your regional rivals. I'm fine with that, but just basically take, take the top six teams and then rank them because I want to see the top six teams playing, not a team on the outside looking in. Mm-hmm. And I, if I'm, if I remember correctly, to even Seattle, who didn't make the playoffs, they either had the same record or a better record as Minnesota. Like to me, that's not fair. Yeah, I will admit, man. Again, being a casual baseball fan, it feels like the uh, MLB has changed their postseason format like 10 times uh, in the past 15 years. I'm sure I'm exaggerating. I don't mind this setup, but I agree with you. Uh, What you're saying is you like the six teams in each league, Mm -hmm. but then just give the buys to to the number one and number two teams record-wise, and then just three through six, whatever the record is, have them then have home field advantage or not against, you know, three, six, and four, five, right? Like you're just saying the most minor tweak here, just like, why are we giving the Twins home field advantage just because they won, you know, their pennant in their division, right? Yeah, it, which is which, and I mean the Central, like both both the NL and AL Central are clearly the the weakest divisions in both leagues. So yeah, I mean it just it it doesn't incentivize winning, and not only that, but I mean I wanted the Jays. I mean this is going to come back to haunt me, but like kind of the way it worked out, 
I was like, man, maybe it wouldn't be the worst thing in the world if the Jays lost a game or two, and then you've got to strategically lose because I'd rather face Minnesota than Tampa in Tampa. So, and again, like, I don't think that's a good look. I don't think that's good for the game. Right. So just keep it simple, you know, like your top two get buys and then, you know, you seed three through six just based on based on record. And if, it, and if a division's not represented, then a division's not represented. I don't think casual fans or passionate fans either way would have any issue with that. I think you want to see the six best teams in regardless of what division they play in. And are you a fan of these little mini wildcard series that, you know, we've had now for a couple of years uh, where the, the home team, they do have all three games if, if necessary in their own stadium. Um, or do you prefer, you know, the crazy sort of one game wildcard that we used to have? Like what's your take on, on the little mini series? Well, Honestly, in the beginning, I didn't like it. I was maybe in the minority. I loved the wildcard game. I loved it. It was very short-lived. I thought it was actually a great baseball uh, experiment. I loved it. The wildcard games, I, I don't know how many there were. I think there might have been 10, maybe less than 10. I'm not entirely sure. But they were exciting. There were very few blowouts. Um, we're going to talk about one of those games later in our in our playoff uh, part. But I loved the play-in game. I thought it was super exciting. I thought it was great for baseball. When they decided to expand the playoffs after COVID, I was a bit resistant. I'm like, ah, they're going to water it down. Mm -hmm. Like five teams in each division. uh, Sorry, five teams in each league I think is adequate. It's good enough for me. Um, But then when I saw like how many teams were in it and the trade deadline and just what Philly and some of those, you know, lower seeds did last year, I quickly came around and now I love it. It's so much more exciting. I don't think the playoffs are watered down. I think it's still a super exciting product. I still think you have great teams. So yeah, I'm, I I like the new playoff format. Um, Not everyone might like it, but I feel like you'll come around to it. Yeah. And I believe the brackets do remain fixed, right? So there's no reseeding. Mm -hmm as we sort of make our way through. It is what it is, and, you know, uh, depending on uh, if you move on. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service anytime. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. Looking for an assist with your credit card but can't get a hold of anyone? Luckily, with 24-7 U.S.-based live customer service from Discover, everyone has the option to talk to a real person anytime, day or night. Yep, you heard that right. You can talk to a real human and customer service at any time. Sounds like a real game changer if you ask us. Make the right call and get the service you deserve with Discover. Limitations apply. See terms at discover.com slash credit card. All right, next one here. Um, No Otani, no Trout, no Judge, no Tatis Jr., no Arenado, no Julio Rodriguez. I mean, I sort of could go on and on here. (laughs) Joel, fair or foul, the 2023 MLB postseason lacks star power to generate interest among casual fans like myself. That's a foul ball, Phil. It's a foul. (laughs) Bring it back. Bring it back. Um. You make great points. Listen, like there definitely is a lack of star power with no Yankees, no Red Sox, no Otani, no Trout. 
but I feel like with those guys, we're kind of used to it, not through any fault of their own, just they play on a bad team. And yeah, like you said, Tatis and some other names. Sure, there's a lack of star power, but that doesn't make these playoffs any less exciting. I still think if you watch this product from beginning to end, like you said, yesterday's games were pretty uneventful, but we're just getting started. That was day one. If you watch this product from beginning to end, if you're a casual fan, it might not have those names you mentioned, but I guarantee it will convert a significant chunk of those casual fans into like, man, I'm going to watch more games next year. Not they're going to be a hardcore fan, but they're definitely going to continue to follow it, maybe go to more games. And, And that's how you obviously build like a lifelong fan. I think these playoffs can help achieve that. There's still lots of great young players and you've still got Acuna, Freeman, Betts, you know, there's other guys, you got Vladdy and, you know, you've still got like star power and big names. You just don't have all of it. So I think with this, the product is going to speak for itself and kind of like maybe in a way, like without the star power, but having casuals watch it, it'll be a good thing. It'll, it'll show to them like, Hey, like I don't just need to see judge. I don't just need to see Otani. Like this is actually pretty exciting. This is pretty cool. I'm just going to enjoy it because it's a great game. I will admit that I loved, loved, loved yesterday in watching some of these wildcard games, uh, the, the speed of the games. I mean, that pitch clock works. It moves faster. Even going between pitchers seems like it's sped up. Commercials feel shorter. I don't know. The game just has a little more pace to it and keeps you a little more interested. So I love that. I know that's nothing new. Um, I will say one of the stories or controversies yesterday on, uh, on Twitter slash X, Joel, was ESPN, who are airing games, right? There are game. I watched games on ESPN yesterday. Mm-hmm. Their whole like programming schedule yesterday, where they have all their talk shows and all their debate shows and all that, outside of like one promo for saying, "Hey, watch the wild card games on our network later today," they mentioned baseball like once. The wild card series yeah. once, like in a, I'm talking like a six or seven hour window of sports. Talk. I'm not surprised. That's I'm not surprised. That's rough. And uh, I don't know if that has to do with the lack of star powers or just the lack of interest in base. I don't know. That's that's crazy to me, especially when it's on your network. You think on your talking- network? Yeah, yeah. yeah. I yeah. <laughs> I, I remember like I was. Uh, this was when I was in the states a couple years ago, and I remember I was stay. I was actually going to an Orioles game, and I was staying in a hotel, and I was just watching Sports Center, mm-hmm. and it was in September, and I'm like, oh, you know, like playoff races were going on, things like that. They talked about football for like three quarters of the show. Mm-hmm. And this was September. And I don't even think the season had started <laughs> yeah. at this point. Yeah. It was preseason. I, and I, and I distinctly remember Drew Brees is thir- hurt his thumb. And this was Drew Brees hurt his thumb in preseason. They dedicated like 30 minutes of airtime to that. Are you kidding me? Like, is that how far <laughs> Sports Center has fallen? Like, I used to watch that, man. Yeah. What happened? They love their football down here, man. Now you got Swifty showing up to games. Jesus, nonstop. Oh, it's over. <laughs> nonstop. Uh, just final one here. I'm going to slip it in because you brought this to my attention. Uh, it's sort of a fair or foul, but every year we have seen at least one or a combination of the Yankees the Red Sox or the Dodgers in the playoffs. Dodgers obviously in the series or in the postseason this year. Is this bad for baseball because it reinforces that narrative that you can buy a championship? Or is this a bunch of nothing that, oh yeah, these three elite teams, at least one of them is usually in the postseason. What do you think? Oh, that's a tough question, Skeets. I think, oh, that's, we're going to have to go to the video replay on that one. I don't know if that one's fair or foul. This might be a, a controversial call. I think 
like from a rating standpoint, obviously baseball benefits by having all three of those teams in, or as many of those yeah. three, as many of those three, those three teams as possible. I'm getting tongue tied here. Um, but I think like for a lot of fans, they kind of like to see this. I think it's indicative of the parody in the game. You can't just simply buy a team. I think all three of those teams you mentioned are villains to an extent and every story needs a great villain. So like having Boston, New York and LA or a combination one, two or three of them, I think it's always going to be a good storyline because I think like, if you're not a fan of that team, you want to see that team lose. And that's going to generate interest uh, among casual fans as well. Um, But do I think it's bad? I, it's tough to say, like you kind of get tired of seeing the same teams in it again and again. I get it. But at the same time, like those teams haven't the like the Dodgers and the Yankees have won the World Series between them twice in the last 20 years. It's not like they're bringing home a bunch of championships yeah. and the Dodgers was in a COVID year. So technically like one and a half. So it like it's is it good or bad? I don't know. Like, what do you think? Like you're a casual fan. Like if the Yankees, Dodgers or Red Sox are in it, does it impact your interest in it as a casual well, fan? Well, look, let's be honest. I think if the, the, the Yankees, Dodgers, and Red Sox are in the postseason, you might help your chances of ESPN talking about the postseason <laughs> and talking about the That's games. That's true. Uh, you know, they're taken, just, and yeah. they're huge markets, and obviously they're going to draw yep. a lot of eyeballs and all that. So it's good. I have no problems with it. But you bring up a good point. It's not like they're winning the title every year because they buy a championship. They're not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they're buying good teams. They're trying their best. And uh, yeah. there, a lot of more times than not, they're coming up uh, without a World Series. So yeah, if this if this was like, oh yeah, like they just went one of these teams wins every year because they have the higher uh, you know bankroll um, payroll, then 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 it would be an issue. But they don't. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't think it's uh, much of anything. Yeah. Here. All right. Well, let's pivot from fair or foul to the five best things, and we got a twist. Yes, the five best things. In baseball is not this week. It's the five best things in postseason baseball from the last 10 years. And, uh, Joel, you had some fun putting this together. So I will I will set it up for you. I'm going to throw you like a softball, like just a lob one to you, and you can knock it out of the park here. First one here, best wild card game. Joel McMillan goes with the Athletics versus the Royals, 2014. Why is this the best wild card game, Joel? This was tough. I had to go through the list. Uh, yeah, obviously for personal reasons, the 2016 Jays Orioles game, that was, that was a huge one with the big walk-off, but the 2014 game skeets just had absolutely everything. The Royals basically came out of nowhere that year. Like no one expected them to do anything. They'd been an afterthought for, you know, a quarter of a century almost at that point. And they were able to secure the wild card. Uh, they finished one win ahead of Oakland. And Oakland had basically gone for it at the trade deadline. They had made some big moves, most notably. They went and got John Lester. They went and got an ace. Like, they were going to go for it. They had a really bad second half. I thought they were going to win the division. Uh, anyway, they stumbled. They ended up getting that second wild card. So they had to play in Kansas City. If that game was in Oakland, I feel like that's a different game. But I digress. But yeah, the lead changed uh, three times in this game. The Royals had to come back three different times. And they were down 7-3 in the bottom of the eighth. And they rallied for three runs, made it 7-6. They tied it in the bottom of the ninth. And then the A's retook the lead 7-6. And then the Royals walked it off. They scored two in the bottom of the 12th to win 9-8. It was just absolute pandemonium. I watched that game 
it was so cool to see because Kansas City is a very, very, very small market team. And they just kind of had that underdog feel like they finally did something of note. It was just such an exciting game. Heartbreaking loss for the A's, obviously. But man, like that had absolutely everything. Extra innings, drama, the good guys, the home team won. It was just super exciting. Yeah, you sent me the clip of this game, sort of like a supercut, like a 10-minute supercut. I watched the entire thing. I sort I would vaguely remembered this game, or at least I remembered the Royals sort of uh, coming back and winning it. But man, I almost felt bad for the Athletics catcher because the Royals kept oh, yeah. stealing bases like nonstop. I love speed in baseball. I love stolen bases. So I was like getting more and more excited as this clip went on. I was like, holy crap. I started feeling bad. Like I said, for the catcher, like nothing he could do. He could not throw these guys out no matter like how ready he was for it. He was like standing up halfway through the pitch to throw to second. But yeah, they like, that's how they sort of got back in the game. You said they were down and they just like, well, yeah, stealing. And there was that one where they, they had a pitch out and he dropped, dropped it, it. And that I forgot who got to second, but that was a critical mistake yeah. because I think that was the run that scored in the ninth inning, if I remember correctly. So, yeah, Derek Norris was the catcher for the A's, and they were just running <laughs> wild on him, and he couldn't do anything. No, he couldn't. He couldn't. You're right. He did have that one drop, and uh, what a crazy game. Go check the highlights. 2014 Athletics Royals, best wild card game. I have to uh, have to agree with Joel on that one. All right, next one here, Joel. Keep it moving. Best individual performance in the postseason. Last 10 years, you're going with Madison Bumgarner, uh, specifically 2014 World Series. Yeah, so uh, that Cinderella story that we just talked about with the Royals, Madison Bumgarner basically single-handedly killed Cinderella. <laughs> Sorry to be a bit graphic there, but I'm just gonna I'm just gonna read what he did this postseason because it's absolutely insane. Um, his game seven save was the first of five innings or more in postseason history. He had a five inning save. <sighs> He was the first player to record two wins, including a game five shutout and a save in a single world series. He finished the world series, allowing just one run over 21 innings. Wow. Uh, and he had an ERA of 0.43, which was the second lowest. He pitched the most innings in a single postseason with 52 and two thirds of an inning. He was the 2014 world series MVP and he was named sports Illustrated's sportsman of the year in 2014 wow. i don't know what else you can do i mean that's pure dominance i don't like i don't want to say i don't think we'll ever see that again in this era because i i wouldn't be surprised but it's highly unlikely you know i mean to do like what he did and now especially with pitch counts and matchups and they mm. don't want teams to see the starter too much i don't know like i think it's less likely to happen but he was just absolutely dominant from beginning to end i don't think yeah, we're going to see that for a while from a pitcher in a World Series. Yeah, I was reading the comments to the, uh, you know, again, the the edit that you sent me on YouTube. And it was like, he single-handedly won them the World Series, is what like people yeah. were saying. Like, And I was like, oh, okay, that sounds a little extreme. And then you see the stats that you just listed. It's like, holy crap. They like, anytime this guy was on the mound, it was like, it was an out. It was like, you were okay. Because yeah. they had the one run, like you said, over all those innings. That is incredible. All right, love that one. Going with a the pitcher there in, in Madison Bumgarner. All right, next one. Best home run in the postseason, last 10 years. Raja Davis. When was this? Game 7, 2016 World Series, Joel? That would be correct, Skeets. Yeah. Lot of lot again, like lots to choose from here, but I remember like game seven of the 2016 World Series is 
one of the best game sevens in baseball in recent memory. And it's definitely one of the best game sevens in World Series history. Just an exciting game from beginning and two franchises just tortured the the Cubs and at the time the Indians, now the Guardians. Mm. Um, we all know their history and like someone obviously had to win. And yeah, bottom of the eighth, and they bring in Aroldis Chapman. He was kind of the hired gun. The Cubs traded for him to shore up their bullpen. Like he was one of the best relievers, if not the best reliever at that time. That's why the Cubs went out and got him. And Madden brought him in early, needed to get more outs. He didn't want to take any chances. And Rajay Davis, of all people, um, 62 career home runs over 14 seasons. And he just kept fouling off pitches. He kept fouling off pitches. And then he finally just got one and he took it out and the place went nuts. It tied the game six, six. I remember I, I couldn't believe it. Cause he used to be a blue Jay. I was going nuts. I, I always liked Rajay and uh, it was just a crazy and LeBron. I don't know if you remember LeBron. Yeah, was he was going, going nuts, nuts. Yeah. In the suite. Yeah. Um, it was just such, I, and I really thought that the guardians were going to do it. Uh, I thought, man, what a finish to this game, but the Cubs ended up winning, but that home run was huge. I know the guardians didn't win, but like at the time, when you look back, man, that place just goes absolutely bonkers for that thing. Uh, Correct me if I'm wrong. Was this the game then where there's like a huge rain delay and basically the Cubs like have admitted, like if there's no rain delay, we maybe don't win this game. Is that right? You're, yeah, you're correct. Yeah, there was a rain delay late in the game. And you're right. I forget why it was like that. I think it was something to do with one of their pitchers. I can't Must remember exactly what yeah. it was. Yeah. But it it worked out for them. But that was such, yeah, uh, a wild game. And if you watch, like, there's a three and a half minute YouTube of Davis's full at bat. I really recommend watching it because you get the essence of playoff baseball. You Like you said, Skeets, you got people standing, kids, adults, women children young and everyone is just standing like there's a dude biting his nails (laughs) hook that to my veins man like that is october baseball i love it and you got to see that in that uh davis at bat i love it yeah bottom of the eighth there he ties the game six six i definitely remember lebron going berserk uh and then amazingly yeah the cubs win in uh the 10th inning i guess it took 10 innings extra innings uh, yeah to win the world series in a game seven wow that's a good one Are you struggling to close deals? B2B selling is tougher than ever, and that's why I want to tell you about LinkedIn Sales Navigator. One more great product from LinkedIn. You're there to network, you're there to look for jobs, you're there to post jobs, and how about LinkedIn Sales Navigator? It's a sales intelligence platform that helps professionals effectively prospect and engage high-value customers, drive higher revenue, and increase sales performance. Sales Navigator helps you target the right buyers, surface key signals such as job changes or which accounts you should prioritize and shows you hidden allies so you can find those buyers that are most likely to convert. Fueled by LinkedIn's 1 billion member platform, Sales Navigator gives you the most up-to-date first-party data enabling you to unlock conversations with the people that matter. Right now, you can try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com slash baseball show. That is linkedin.com slash baseball show for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com slash baseball show and get started.
And now, two pigeons bemoaning the fact you can stream DirecTV satellite-free. You see this? A family watching baseball on DirecTV with no satellite dish in sight. Let's heckle them. You call that changing the channel? Choke up on the remote, buddy. I hope getting all these games on DirecTV makes up for your mother not pre-chewing your sunflower seeds. DirecTV has the most MLB games. Visit DirecTV.com. Claim based on total games offered on national and regional sports networks with choice package or higher. Availability of RSNs varies by zip code and package. High-speed internet service required. Terms and restrictions apply. All right, moving on here. This is a fun one. Best moment. You have Brett Phillips walks it off for the Dodgers in game four of the 2020 World Series. Yeah, so this, yeah, Kenley Jansen was in for the save. It was 7-6. There were two outs, and the Rays had a runner on first and second. And Phillips just kind of, you know, gently flared one into center field like it dropped. Obviously, was going to tie the game. Um, but a Rosa Reina came all the way around from first on a bloop single. I don't really know what he was thinking, <laughs> but he, and he like, and the throw from center field, like they had him dead to rights, right? He would have been absolutely out by a mile, but the catcher, I don't really know how to describe it. He caught the ball, but he it kind of like threw it. I don't like it came out of his glove when he went to kind of swipe for the tag or something. And the ball shoots loose. A Rosarena turns around and scores. The Rays win the game. Like it was in total, like it was just a crazy turn of events. And then Brett Phillips is in the outfield doing airplanes. <laughs> Everyone's chasing him. His post-game interview. He's he's like this golly G shucks. Like he's like baseball is fun. He had that famous quote. Um, and it was he's just like you could see the kid. And him trying to do this interview, he just had the game-winning hit. And that tied the series. The Dodgers went on to win it. But, man, and I remember I texted the group chat. And I was like, turn on the World <laughs> Series. Like, it was just the craziest finish. And I think you, a couple minutes later, were like, oh, my gosh. That was absolutely yeah. insane. What a finish. Because, yeah. like you said, the runner was like, he was he was going to be thrown out by a mile. Like, he, he stopped, right? Like, he went to turn around. Like, he was going to get caught in a pickle. And then, yeah, yeah. The, the ball sort of like, uh, you know, got loose and he scored. And that was how they ended the game. It was a weird, it's a wild ending to a game. Like, yeah. Crazy. And I and I remember too, like there's this, uh, when I was watching this clip, there's this quick cut. The cameraman who is exactly what he's doing, there's this quick cut of Clayton Kershaw. And he's just like, no. Like he just got this look of like, <laughs> no. just stunned disbelief. Um, yeah, it, it was such a wild finish that game. Crazy. All right, final one here in the five best things in postseason baseball from the last 10 years. Uh, Best obscure non-baseball-related thing, and Joel is going with iPad Guy from 2015. And here are some photos if you're joining us on YouTube. (laughs) I was dying looking at this. Please explain. Oh, man. I I can't explain. Like, I went online – I just, because he was, this was the 2015 playoffs, the Jays were obviously in, and he was at a bunch, they put him in a bunch of Jays games, or in the Jays series, so you saw him a lot, but, like, what was he there for? Was he promoting iPads? Was he, like, and I and I honestly looked online, and no one, like, there was no explanation, like, it wasn't an Apple promotion, wasn't, like, an MLB promote. like, they would just pan to him, and he would be on his iPad, and there, if there's other gifts in him, there's one of him like eating a of like a big turkey leg while he's on his iPad. But I have no idea why he was there, like what his purpose was. So, so you're saying they showed him the one game, 
I think it was that first clip maybe where he's, uh, you know, everybody's around him. He's on the iPad and he's got a funny little hat on. No, that was later. Oh, that yeah. was later. That so was, yeah, yeah. That, was, that was much later. So, yeah, he was in the, they showed him in the Texas Toronto series. Because oh, okay. in one of the photos, I, like, he's wearing like a big foam Texas cowboy hat. But like, hold on. No one so no one has said like what this whole thing was. Like yeah, was I, it Apple or iPad? or I looked into it too. I can't find I cannot it. find any. Like, there's theories. Well, what are the theories? Well, the theory is that it's an iPad promotion, but it doesn't make any sense because what I guess if it's the the iPad is so engaging that you you're not even going to pay attention to like playoff baseball, I guess. Is that the bit? But I don't know. Yeah. Well, hold on. When was the iPad created? Like before 2015, right? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, but yeah, not yeah, yeah. much before, like maybe not much for the okay, So this guy's trying to sell us iPads. Maybe I do like. Uh, I think he's just a professional troll. Like this is just this is his thing, and he just ran with it. Ran with the bit, you know. I guess I like that. But some they people... kept like he was planted. Like he it was planted because there's this yeah. funny clip of him in Kansas City where like it's from that picture. But there's a video of it on you. It's so staged and funny. But like everyone kind of comes to him yeah. and like is pretending to look like he's interested on in his eye, but like no one has any emotion at all. Right. So he's clearly <laughs> planted and has a purpose, but what that purpose is, no one knows. Yeah. So there's only like, yeah, it's either an incredible work here from, from Apple or iPad, whatever, or like they did find this dude at the game and he blew up online and then they were like, well, let's just keep running yeah. with this. Right. Like, I guess that's a possibility. Cause that in that, in that Royals clip, they like go around him in the back of his jersey says like iPad guy yeah. like hashtag iPad, iPad. guy fifteen yeah I got, yeah right so it's <laughs> like oh my goodness it is weird and we've never seen I want to know why he was there it's bothering me now I want to know I would love maybe next season for you and Tass to get iPad guy on no buts <laughs> bring him back oh man it's almost ten I'm years game. yeah it's uh yeah, that's a great idea. Yeah, I do like that some people call him iPad guy and other people call him iPad man. Mm. <laughs> he seems like more of a guy to me. I Definitely a guy. <laughs> more of a guy. And I feel like they, I and I can't articulate this, I feel they just got the perfect looking human for that. Totally. Like just that guy. Like when you're like iPad guy. And then I saw him, I'm like, oh, yeah, that's exactly it. Yeah, that's totally iPad guy. Yeah, look at this is the clip we're talking about. Uh, oh, all the Royals man. fans in there. Oh, like, what's he? Yeah, like, because they were never like, hey, check out the MLB on, on your device, right? Like, yeah. they never like went all in They would in just on cut it. to him, yeah. Well, this, this clip that we're looking at right here is promoting the store, the Royals, or the MLB store, Ooh. right? So everybody's in Royals gear. And that's why they do the 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 three one eighty, I guess, and we see the back, so you can customize your jersey. And his says hashtag iPad Guide fifteen. So obviously he had an in or something. how is security letting you bring in an iPad? Hmm. Right. I yeah. mean, usually like we've gone because we've been a part of the media and stuff. They're pretty uh pretty anal about our laptops and stuff like that. Hundred percent. Really? Yeah, I think this is. Uh, but also a little bit of twist here. iPad guy was also wearing a Blue Jays jersey when he was in Toronto. Yeah, mm -hmm. yeah. So that complicates it even. And he was like <laughs> holding the big foam J, you know, from like the '92 and '90s. So like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. It's all very confusing. Well, it's obscure and it's a 
non-baseball related thing and it's at the top of joel's <laughs> list ipad guy slash man all right i love that segment there joel taking us through the last 10 years some of the best moments uh from postseason baseball before we wrap up here um i do want to get you on record who's winning the world series how uh, who are they playing how's this gonna shake out here you're wearing a phillies hat you're pointing at it you're going phillies I'm going to go Phillies. Um, sorry, Tass. Uh, not the Braves. I know he'll be disappointed <laughs> to hear that. Yep. But um, I've just – I like Philly. I just they, – they were close last year. They had a good run. I don't think it was a fluke. I think they have a really good team, one through nine. I think they looked the part. I think they're not as good as Atlanta on paper, but I think they could beat Atlanta in uh, a postseason series. Now, if Atlanta won, like, I wouldn't be surprised, mm-hmm. but – I'm picking with Philly, live or die. That's my that's my pick. And I think um like the last thing Bryce Harper needs to do, the only thing that's missing is that World Series ring. And he's still a young enough player, but you know, like it's it's you know, every year is different, you know, and he's been close and who knows. So I think there's maybe a bit of urgency. Not not a lot, but I mean I he's a very aware player and I think like he's just kind of kind of going to go off and I think he's going to be the hero of this playoff. So I'm, I'm going to pick the Phillies. I'm riding with them. All right. Wildcard team, uh, possibly winning the World Series again. Who's their right fielder? Nick, um, what's his name? Nick Castellanos. Yeah. He, did you see him pointing at his ring finger? Put a ring on it. Yeah. Put a ring on Everybody it. Everybody thought he was giving the middle finger on the broadcast last Well, night. at first I thought. I mean, when it does I look it, like. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's, I thought he was giving the finger. Like when I saw this, I was like, oh, yeah. okay. <laughs> But then I was like, oh, he's holding up his ring finger. I'm like, okay. But it sort of speaks to what you're saying. Like, they are definitely coming in with the attitude of, like, we were close last year. Let's go get this. Like, they they, they have that sort of air of confidence to them. So uh, we will see. All right, you got the Phillies winning it all. Um, I will see. Who you got? Oh, the Blue Jays, of course. (laughs) I love you. Don't ever change. (laughs) No, I don't know. I mean, uh, look. The Braves, I mean, I, I that, that's the team I've watched the most this year, and I know they're damn good, uh, so they could do it again. Braves I, aren't a bad pick. I, I hope the Braves win the World Series again so we can see if they can do an even faster parade through downtown Atlanta. <laughs> I heard about that, yeah. It's incredible. Quite the, they were zooming. Oh, oh, my God. It was it was over before people showed up. The downtown portion, of course, once they got up to the battery, it was a little slower, but... Uh, yeah, I, uh, okay. you know what? If I'm actually picking, uh, I will say the Braves. Joel's got the Phillies, but we will see. Uh, wild card action continues today. We're going to be back, no bunts will, on Monday. Uh, we got a trip to New York, some of us, for the athletic meetings. Um, so we will be back on Monday. Joel will be talking about, I guess the wild card series will be over and we'll be into the actual sort of, uh, you know, legit seven game series. Um, there's seven games, right? When we get into these next round. Uh, best of three, best of five, and then two best Ooh, of seven. Ooh, it goes three, five, seven, seven. Okay, so we'll be breaking down those. Uh, we'll be having some fun here on No Buds. That's on Monday. Obviously, pretty early morning for you people on the East Coast here in America, but that's okay. Some of you watching later on the Athletic Baseball Show YouTube feed, smash that like button. Uh, leave your comments. And all you podcast listeners, uh, leave the show a five-star rating and review. Get the best writing, sports writing in the world. Go to theathletic.com slash no dunks. Sign up for a great deal to get the athletic and uh yeah smash that like button like i said joel hopefully i didn't disappoint tassie or all the baseball fans out there but it's always fun chopping it up with you man yeah uh you did good skeets and uh i think you got a future in this uh, broadcasting <laughs> thing let me tell you you 
should get your own show. You think uh, coming from the old pro, the old vet here? <laughs> yeah, you think uh, podcasts are going to stick around? I, I, I think you've got. I think you can go the distance, Keats. You okay. got it. Okay, we will see. Uh, Monday, we'll be back here with No Bunts, <laughs> talking to Joel in Taiwan. From Joel, from JD, from myself. Thanks for joining us, and uh, embrace the baseball, people. 